you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to First Corinthians chapter
Just, just, just completely envelop and surround you, and you'll realize, oh, this is what life elevated me to. This is what He designed. This is how I'm supposed to be living. I'm not supposed to be living in the money grab. I'm supposed to be living life with the fruit of the Spirit active in me. I'm supposed to be having joy, unspeakable, full of joy. I'm supposed to lay my head down with a peace that goes beyond my comprehension and my understanding. And the only way that happens is if that life-giving spirit is active in your life. The only way I have a peace that I cannot comprehend is if that spirit of God is living and alive within me. And it's not just a little Present is called 
appreciate watching interviews with the celebrities. You can talk to your neighbor next door. You can talk to co-workers. You can uh, poll a politician. Sorry to all do that. But, and, and every person you ask will likely give you a different answer to the question, what is your name? What does it mean to truly be living? Something we need to practice. Something that we need to think about. And I know that either either one of those questions have a simple answer. They don't. They they uh, they don't have a a simple answer because this life that we call life is a complex chain of events that happens to us any any given day, week, month. Sometimes those events are good and bad. And sometimes we say, sometimes we even have them both. And we have those chain of events that are good, great, or amazing. Man, life is good. But then on the flip side of the coin, there's always a flip side. There are a chain of events that can be bad. And they can be complex, and they can be terrible, and they can be awesome. And then it's in those chain of events that will define that season of our life that says, life is bad. You see what I'm saying? And so, truly living life the way that our Creator designed it has nothing to do with a definition or ideology of our society. Our society does not define or limit it. Society is jobs, friends, family members should not define what living means. If they do, you have given them control over your life. If somebody else can define what your life is, and what living is to you. You have given them control over your life. And there is only one that can give me the life that I am meant to live. And that is the one that brings life into your life. Amen? And if, if he says it's this way, then it's that way. And, and I want to give power to him over my life. Amen? So that's the only way to live the life of God is truly giving and living for Amen. That scripture that we read, verse 25, says the first Adam became a living being. And this speaks to our true nature in Christ. We have this natural nature, everybody thinks it. You know, hope, disability, poor hearted, this fleshly nature as a member of humanity. Everybody in here is human. Uh, we don't have any extraterrestrials. No matter how you act, and I hope you don't, you're still human. Uh, and so we're all 
We're all tied into and connected to the first half. All of us. Genesis 2 7 says the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth, and he breathed his nostrils of breath of life, and man became a living creature. So, essence and act of breathing, an act of our heart pumping, blood flowing through our veins, and our organs functioning can be portrayed in the natural sense as living. simply the blood pumping and the beating of my heart and the organs functioning. Just because I'm physically alive, that means I'm living. But when it comes to God, just existing is a person. Amen. He lives into life that he wanted to be. His design is to be more than mere existence. His design for your life, his calling for your life is have more potential and more uh, ideas than just simply existing. He tells us that in John 10. You could probably quote it. The thief, I want to go the thief, comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, I came that they might have life and have it. Very clear that no matter what lie he tells you, no matter what trick he tries to throw at you, that the thief is on what he tries to persuade you. His true purpose and only purpose is to kill, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, "I've come to expose him for what he is. I've come to expose his deceit and his plan and his purpose." And so, when we look at that, we look at and kill, that's bad enough, right? It doesn't really get worse than that. But when you look at you, when you look at it, it's not just our natural, temporary, temporal life that mankind has taken into consideration what the enemy of our soul is doing. See, it's not enough for him just to steal your joy. He wants to do that. He wants to use the circumstances of your life So really, truly, boil it all down. He 
ambassador your relationship. Not that he wants to have a relationship with you, because you don't want that. That's a better idea. He don't want a relationship with you. He just doesn't want you to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's what he's truly asking. So he'll paint it, and he'll facade it, and he'll disguise it, and he'll make an illusion seem like everything else just to simply get you to walk away so that he can still still kill your relationship. So what? That can be if you know him that he is your Lord. Because he is your seal. If you didn't know that, read this. It tells you all about it. Read the book of Revelation. Tell you. You should be a follower of him. Everybody knows that. I read the half of the book in what? Three years. Is that And look at somebody else say, I'm not your seed. We may be going through a hardship, but I'm not defeated in that hardship because that hardship has no power over me. Because my life is His. And His Spirit is alive in me. And He is the life giving Spirit in my life. And that Spirit cannot die. And as long as that Spirit is within me, this cannot be destroyed. So we've got to quit walking around living defeated and living in the valley and living in this perpetual valley of the shadow of death was not a place of residence. It was just a place to pass through. David didn't say, yea, though I live in the valley of the shadow of death. What did he say? Yea, though I walk through, that denotes a passing through and not in the valley, and Jesus says, no, 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 don't set up camp here. And we all toil over me, and we set up camp, and the tent becomes a house, and the house becomes a full-time residence, and we live our life in the valley of the shadow of death, when the whole design is simply for you to pass through it so that you can realize that He's your comforter, and He's your shield, and He's your portion, and He's your strength. I can't realize those things if I live in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, yes, there's going to be times when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm going to keep stepping. I'm not stopping in the valley. I'm going to step on through because I know this. However low the valley, He has designed a life elevated for me and you. So there is this very plainly spoken comparison here in this verse. The enemy comes to do this, I have come to do this. Jesus is going to carry out what is expected of the devil and what is what he's supposed to do, right? And so with knowledge, we now have the purpose of Christ, where we have defeat. And so what does it mean to have life more abundantly? 
Well, first and foremost, Jesus came to give life. Somebody say, give life. Hold that there. The joy of a mother giving birth is the closest thing we have in the physical, natural realm of the perfect love of Jesus. That's the closest thing. Because for nine months, a mother toiled in labor. Her body adjusts, her body changes, and, and Things happen to a woman's body in those nine months that men will never understand. Nor do you want to. I am perfectly okay with the design that God has set forward. His way is perfect, and I just submit to that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. And so, but when that when when that little baby comes out, I remember. And I was all excited, and as you feel, if your wife allows you to be in the delivery room, you're just like a cheerleader. Just come here. Come here. You can do it. You can do it. And, and she's doing it. No, 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 no. No, she ain't doing But um, she gives birth to this beautiful baby, and, and joy is given to me. Why? Because this life. That cry is the sweetest sound that you'll ever hear. Yes, thank you, you nice lady. Please, God. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy, who has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. His Spirit being in determining that life, giving Spirit, giving us the ability to live an elevated life. He gives us the ability. What is an elevated life? It's a life above you. It's a life with He said, go wait and pray until you be endued with power from on high. It's a life with authority. Do you know that you have authority to cast out fear? You know you have authority if you have the Spirit of the living God abiding within you. You have the power to take authority over spirits of darkness. You know why? Because His Spirit is light. And from the very beginning, light was given authority over darkness. See, Jesus did because God spoke into the void and said, let there be light. Boom! Light became powerful over darkness. So anytime you walk into a room 
of darkness spiritually the atmosphere changes. You know why? Because you have the light of the world living inside of you. Tithe, parisco, and social. 
definition of that phrase is this, that they might have a life more abundant than that which was lawful for them. But also it means that they might have abundance of happiness. That word, paraphrase, means something good, something better, of those things in my life? Amen? Isn't that a beautiful thing? Don't you think people out there would want that? Don't you think people out there would sign up if we put a big old banner in front of, in in the middle of town and said, life with advantage available? Don't you think people would call the 1-800 number to add that? I guarantee you somebody would. And why? Because we don't have to live oppressed. We don't have to live beaten down. We don't have to live bruised up and messed up and broken up and beat up. I can live a life elevated with Jesus Christ. I can live on the mountain. I may have times when I walk through the valley, but my permanent residence is an elevated life with Jesus Christ at the very center. So, a life in Christ might not just live, but live in
Paul first discussed this. See, that's an interesting question. Because in society's mind, Paul was not. Paul never owned a home. Paul never started and ran a successful business. Paul never reached height of position and power in cities. So Paul, in society's eyes, was not successful. He was a pauper. He was some wild man from the wilderness. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 3, Blessed are the poor in Blessed are the poor in Paul wrote in Acts 17, 28, and this is why he was so successful for the kingdom of God. And this is the thing, I would rather be successful for the kingdom of God be unsuccessful in society's mind than to be successful in the eyes of humanity but fail in my sake. Paul said in him, in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Everything that I do is in Him. It was the life of the second man that paved the way for you and I to truly begin living in abundance. But do you take spirit living in us that gives us the ability to truly live? Maybe you settle for just existing. I'm here to tell you today, the Lord has come to change us. He didn't just come in the flesh to give us life. Even after the flesh of Jesus died, His Spirit was there. And today, He's come to give life. But even more than that, he's come today to give somebody life more abundant. He wants to elevate your life. How many of us like to walk out of this place knowing I'm going to be elevated by my Savior? Why don't we, as a family, step out from where you're at and gather around the front? I feel the beautiful, sweet presence of the Lord in this place right now. Hallelujah.